0: It has been some time since I've published an episode. I have a list of excuses why it never happened, but I am okay with with all of it. It has actually been a really interesting month with some major wins and some moments that I am not proud of. I have decided to, to do a couple changes with the podcast. Um, I'm dropping the music that just seemed to be just wasting my time and... I value your time and I know you're not here for the music. That was another setback of what do I want this podcast to be? How I need it to be easier um, because I'm doing everything. So this last month, I wrote episode 11 a few times. I've recorded this a few times and I just couldn't seem to have put it out there and published it. This episode should have been about the three top reasons that held me back in my grief, but I reveal a lot in that episode. And I'm just not sure if I'm ready to go there yet, but I do know that I will get this topic out soon because when it comes to healing our grief, it is imperative that we take a step back from time to time and we become aware of what's standing in our way. We have to take a step back and see like what's holding us back from really getting to that next step. And most of the time it's us. You know, another reason why I'm glad I waited for this episode is because it's really meant to be about Damar Hamlin and how we process All of these unexpected deaths, these heart attacks, these strokes, and how to process the big life change of once I was healthy and now I am not. We're going through a lot right now. To me, it's the best of times and it's the worst of times. It's the best of times because we still have time to live. Like we're still here for a purpose. And what do I say every time? Purpose is just finding our happiness. And isn't that the goal at the end? To not be afraid of death and to die happy? But why do I sense that many people are feeling it's the worst of times and that the best of times was just a distant memory? There isn't a week that goes by when I don't hear about an unexpected death, especially a death related to a cardiac arrest. Exactly what had happened to Damar Hamlin. On the football field, healthy 24-year-old kid collapses. But thank God DeMar didn't pass away. He's still here. And in my opinion, he's pretty lucky. I think anyone who survives a heart attack is lucky. But what now, right? Isn't that the big question? How do we move forward from that trauma? How do we find healing and a new sense of purpose? How does someone even try to understand that they just stared their own death in the face and now they've got to essentially start over? Because When this happens, we're not the same person anymore. When we survive our own death, life is going to change. When someone close to us dies, life is going to change. The outlook and perspective on what life used to mean to us will be different. I believe many of us take our life for granted. I know I was one of them. Yeah, I seriously lacked some gratitude in my life. And it's kind of hard to admit. And it is said that what we're not grateful for will be taken away. And when someone or something we love is taken away from us, it's difficult to even find things to be grateful for. When we are in the depths of grief from any kind of loss, it will feel challenging to create a list of things in life that are considered blessings. I mean, I know we hear about gratitude all the time and the importance of practicing gratitude. And by no means am I trying to slap this happy face sticker over your grief and say, you'll get through this. I bring this practice up because if you were lost, if you did survive something traumatic, or if you did lose someone you love and you're searching from, for some sort of peace or comfort or something, like what is it that you're looking for? Then it is so important to be grateful for what it is that you still have. I truly believe in my heart that practicing gratitude can heal our grief. If this is something you would consider exploring and you're just not sure where to start, I recommend the book by Rhonda Burns, The Magic. The author leads you through 28 days of practicing gratitude and it's in your face. And these exercises aren't easy, but it can be life-changing. You know, I know this isn't for everybody, but if you feel you could improve on appreciating all that's before you, this is a really, really good start. And when I bring up big conversations about death and facing our own demise, my intention isn't to place any more fear on you. I mean, there's enough of that going around. Just put on your TV. I just feel it's important to start this conversation and I have to start it somewhere. And I have to start talking about it because I see you and I hear you. And it's important we begin coming from a place of purpose and happiness before it's our time. Like when are we going to start expressing our grief and our emotions about what we're witnessing? Because this is real. Now, I know many of you can fire back and say that millions and millions of people have died from heart attacks and strokes and autoimmune disorders and stage 5 cancer way before this. Miranda, this isn't anything new. And you're right. Death has been prevalent for 3 million years. In fact, someone close to me died of a stroke. But he was 85 years old. this was 11 years ago. A typical age for someone to experience that type of trauma. Not someone who's 18 or 27 or 39. Two weeks ago, I gave a grief healing session to a beautiful, young, healthy, 39-year-old woman. This session was different from what I'm used to. She wasn't grieving the death of a loved one. She was grieving her own life her own death because not too long ago she survived a stroke and it took her some time to try and wrap her mind around what just happened to her. But now she's on this amazing quest to find herself and to create this new life, to find her happiness. And it's not easy, but she knows it's possible. And I know in my heart that, that she's going to come out on the other side and be better and stronger from it because she's doing the work and she's creating change in her life. You know, what's interesting is that the dictionary correlates grief with a death, but anyone who has faced grief, we all know that's not true because grief can show up in our, in our life many times, even when we don't experience an actual death. I mean, we can grieve when we lose a job, when a friendship ends. We grieve for the world. We can grieve from natural disasters and earthquakes and hurricanes and fires. We grieve our health when we've been diagnosed with a disease or a condition. Like, we grieve. And in this case, DeMar survived a heart attack. And he's most likely going to go through a grieving period. Now I'm no doctor, but I'm assuming his football career is over. Now he has to face this at the age of 24. Yeah, he's going to grieve, but he's a resilient man. And so are you. Damar Hamlin taught me a very valuable life lesson just last week. Yep. People who we've never met can give us life lessons all the time. After I heard what happened to Hamlin, I was angry, I was resentful, and outraged would be an appropriate word. This was not the first unexpected heart attack I heard about, and lately it's something I hear weekly. And I've been storing these deep, heavy emotions inside of me for a very long time. And unfortunately, my emotions got the best of me. You see, I created a Twitter account and I had this out-of-body experience for three days. I went on this tweet rampage and unleashed this beast inside of me. I had zero filter. Everything that I've been wanting to say for years, I did. I private messaged high-profile people and... (laughs) It took Twitter three days to find me and to permanently suspend me. (laughs) At first I was like, who, me? Me, moi, you can't suspend me. What did I even do? Everyone else is on there. Twitter jitter rampage, why can't I be? And when I received the email that I was no longer welcome on Twitter It only took about 30 minutes to come back into my body. Because yes, for three days, I was not Miranda. And I deserve to be kicked off. I own it. I take responsibility. And it's a moment I'm not proud of. And here's the lesson I learned. I know that I want to empower people to heal their grief in a conscious and spiritual way. And there is no possible way... That I can help people work through their grief when I'm being led by my own anger and blame and hate. It's just not possible. To be an effective teacher, I have to come from a place of hope and solutions. I have to come from a place of neutrality. Because guess what? Both sides are so divisive right now that it's even impossible to create a resolution. And when we are in a state of divisiveness, the only thing we can't do is try to control the situation. And essentially, that's exactly what I did on Twitter, and it backfired. I went in there trying to control and manipulate the situation. And there is really only one thing we can control, and that is ourselves, our emotions, our health, and our life. If you're still here, you still have full control to create a life worth living. Listen, I'm not trying to pretend that I have the answer to what we're facing because I don't, but at least I'm on here willing to talk about it and to create some sort of solution to give you some sort of tools to try and dig yourself out of this, this hole because I really believe that we can all create a resolution together if we can just start talking about it. When I was on Twitter, one tweet that I did post was don't just pray for Hamlin, actually visualize him back on the field. See him smiling and laughing, see him throwing the ball around, see him happy and healthy actually visualize his heart beating in a healthy and rhythmic way where all valves are clear. I mean, I can't express enough the importance of visualization. You create the most impact in a short amount of time just by visualizing, actually seeing the situation happen before it does. And I want you to practice this for yourself and for your own health and to calm your own fears. Here's one thing I do know for sure. All we've got is today. Our thoughts, our actions, and today is all we can control. Our thoughts and what we tell ourselves is crucial to healing our immunity, to healing our life. If you're in this state of fear of like, oh my god, when is it my time? This can put you in a tailspin of panic because the more you fear the unknown, the more you're going to live in fear. I truly believe that if you're still here and if you want to be here, you can heal yourself and you can change yourself at any time. But you have to believe it first. You have to believe in it too. And the way to start doing this is you just start dreaming big. You start creating this new life in your mind. Start visualizing what it feels like to have a healthy mind and a healthy body. To be out and about. What does it feel like to be outside pain-free? Visualize yourself doing your favorite activities and being surrounded by the people you love. Just start dreaming. I know I will make a separate episode for this later. But I'm going to acknowledge Dr. Joe Dispenza's work when it comes to healing our life and our bodies. Whenever I have a session with someone who is ready, I mean ready to change their life, I will always recommend Dr. Dispenza. He has years of studies backed by science that proves meditation, breath work, and visualization heals whatever it is we want to heal. Dr. Dispenza has this massive following. There are legit testimonials on YouTube from people who have transformed their life from Dr. Joe's work, and he hosts these life-changing retreats. I attended one last year in May, and his meditations are something I've never heard before. And his breathwork exercises is like an out-of-body experience. His book, Becoming Supernatural, is one I will always, always recommend. And if the money is tight, there are free apps that are paired with your local library and you can borrow this book for free. I use Hoopla. What I've learned the last few years is that there is some life-changing stuff out there and it's free. Free. Like YouTube is an incredible source. Type in Heal Myself and you'll be set for the next three years with endless content. But you have to do the work and there's going to be some change involved. And I understand that change can feel scary, but you've got to ask yourself, what do I have to lose? We have to keep doing something different until it finally starts clicking and finally starts working out and we're seeing change. You know, something that YouTube taught me or rather these motivational videos I watch daily, I learned that it's unnecessary to dwell on my mistakes. You learn from them, you thank them, and you move forward. You know, I was hard on myself for doing what I did on Twitter. I know that's not who I am or how I want to help people, and that's not an effective way to spread the message that I want to share but I didn't self-loathe all day. I said, okay, all right, I messed up. Thanks, thanks for kicking me off exactly when it needed to happen. So what's next? And let me tell you what I'm looking for. I had this conversation in my head and I was sending it out to my own beliefs, right? And I said, this is what I need. I need a space where I can spread the love and the message the right way. I need to find people who are actually looking for ways to heal their grief. And I knew Twitter wasn't my space because I'm not trying to be a professional writer. I'm trying to be a professional speaker and really get so crystal clear on how I'm going to help you through this grief and the different ways I'm going to teach. So the next morning I received an email from a social platform called Wisdom. This is the next morning after Twitter wrote me the letter. And this platform that reached out Wisdom, it's basically an interactive TED Talk platform. It's an app where people have channels and you can give live talks at any time you want. And people can pop into your talk and leave I mean, it's just this ongoing thing, and it's really a space that you can ask these deep and personal and introspective questions about life, love, and everything in between. It is something I knew I needed, but never knew existed, and of course, I joined without hesitation, and I gave my first talk yesterday, and 21 people were there, 21 people, That is huge. And someone even messaged me today that needed some guidance. I'm like, yes, this is where I need to be. So even though at the beginning, I couldn't believe that Twitter let me go, but it opened up space for something bigger and better. And if any of you who do follow this show and you want to hear more from me, check it out. I'm going to be leading lots of impromptu talks and you get to ask anonymous questions. You can even be a guest. Let's talk about it. I'm still doing my free monthly grief circles. That's really important to me. And I didn't want to do it on zoom. I didn't, I don't like the camera part and I don't know. There's something about zoom that just doesn't sit with me. And I kept asking, like, where do I, where am I going to have these circles? And then wisdom, wisdom's perfect. The next grief support group, it's free. Um, Wisdom's free. It's going to be on Sunday, January 22nd at 6 PM mountain time. And you can just hop on whenever you want. You can hop off if you need to, you can stay the whole time. You can ask me questions, Whatever. It's just going to be a really, really great space for for what I need to do. I know this episode is heavy. It's a lot. And I wanted to bring it up because I have to start somewhere. And we need to start talking about what we're going through. It's important we all know that we've got each other, regardless of what side we're on. (laughs) Because this isn't about politics. And who's right or who's wrong or who got it or who didn't. This is about humanity. This is about life. Do not give up. Please do not give up. Do not allow the outside fear to distract you. Just practice going within and figuring it out. Exactly what you need next. Because it will always be shown to you. You've just got to believe it. Okay, next up is letter time. And you guessed it. I wrote a letter to Demar. But my hope is that many out there will be able to gain something from this message. Thank you very, very, very much for being here with me. Until next time. Dear Damar, It's been a little over a week since your life has completely changed. And I want you to know something. The world was rooting for you. The people who think football is soccer were rooting for you. I was rooting for you. I can only imagine how you're trying to process all of it. How you were able to come out alive. I'm sure this life experience will teach you something new about yourself and about life on a daily basis. But right now the only important thing to focus on is to heal. Heal your body, your mind, and your heart. Because your soul is in perfect condition. I know many athletes are taught about the powerful tool of visualization. See the play being a success. See yourself catching a complete pass. See the tackle. See the field goal winning the game. What we visualize in our mind is one of the most important life tools we can ever tap into. The human body is an amazing machine and you can repair any damage that was caused. I know once your body heals you'll then face the next part and you may feel at one point that everyone forgot about you and the grieving period can feel lonely but this is the time when it's up to you and how you'll reach out for support this is the time when you're going to dig deep within and find what Damar loves and then go do that if you can't play football anymore it's not over in fact it's a beautiful new beginning for you If you believe exciting new opportunities will present themselves, then they will. This is a clean slate for you. You can create whatever it is that you want. It may take some time, but you will find your next purpose, your next happiness, and you're going to give it everything you've got. Don't get caught up in the reason why this happened or how this happened because it doesn't matter at this point. Get caught up in the reason why you're still here. You're about to build this new life as a new Demar, And when times feel lonely and dark, you've got to remember that you are never alone on this journey. People close to you may not understand what you're going through. People may not know what to say. But that's okay. They will show their love to you in a different way place no expectations on people place no expectations on yourself just show up every day and handle each emotion the best way you can writing your thoughts down is a powerful exercise to help you heal all the emotions that weigh on your heart and trust me you don't want to carry any heavy baggage in your heart Keep that space open for receiving. You will find your support. You will find your tribe. that will help carry you on the tough days. But you're about to learn what solitude means. And solitude is having a strong sense of knowing of who you are, what you've become because of this, and knowing you have all the answers you will ever need. You will begin to trust yourself. You'll be so confident in yourself that you'll be able to teach others that we can rise from hardships. To me, this isn't a tragedy because you're still here. And I can't wait to see how you'll come out on the other side. I'll never forget you, Damar Hamlin. You taught me a valuable life lesson. I hope our paths will cross one day. And until then, keep shining your light with love and gratitude. Miranda.